0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, June 12, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Glowing monkeys and mice with the gene for articulate human speech. Genetically modified animals have been with us for some time now, but traits engineered in one generation are now being passed to offspring, alarming many bioethicists. So just what are the implications for us humans? Ronald Bailey, science correspondent for Reason Magazine and Cato Institute adjunct scholar, comments.
1: A team in Germany has been able to put in the human FOXP2 gene, which is a gene required for articulate speech, into mice. And what happened is that the baby mice actually squeaked differently than regular mice did, so it obviously had some effect on them. Also, uh, some Japanese researchers recently modified some marmosets. It's a kind of primate, a monkey where they installed a, a gene for a protein that grows, gr- glows green under ultraviolet light. And what happened with that is that they were able to breed these monkeys together and the trait was passed on. Now, the significance of that is, is that it means that uh, you might be able to genetically modify other primates uh, so that they, too, can pass on traits eventually over time. One of the ideas is to create disease models in primates. Right now we use a lot of mice models and so forth, and they're not very good models for what's wrong with human beings. So the idea is that you would be able to create primates, which are much more closely related to humans with disease genes, perhaps Parkinson's disease genes, Alzheimer's disease genes, perhaps certain kinds of cancer disease genes. And then you would be able to figure out treatments using those mice because they would be responding, I mean those monkeys, because they would be responding to... Uh, medicines and treatments more, more closely to, to the way humans would do it. And that sounds like a really good idea. Now this bothers some people, uh, some bioethicists, because the first if I may say so, the first thing a bioethicist says when he hears something new is no, don't do that. Uh, so what they're afraid of is that if you can do this in a monkey, you should be able to do this in a man. And they're afraid that what will happen is that people will start using this technique to use uh, genetic enhancements for people.
0: So is the concern that choice is being extended to genetic qualities or that uh, there will be unforeseen circumstances? After all, we've had uh, a little while of evolution to develop uh, humanity as it exists today and all the unforeseen consequences that may arise from that.
1: Well— Yes. In a certain way, the first concern is if you try using these genetic modifications on humans is safety. Will they work in people or or in fact, will they fail and you'll end up with damaged children and nobody would want to do that. Uh, but ultimately, what they're really afraid of is that the genetic modifications will work as planned, that you will, in fact, be able to enhance physical traits, for example, make people stronger or give them stronger immune systems, or perhaps even make them a little more intelligent than they would otherwise have been. And this is what is most troubling to people. It's not just the safety issue. It's down the line that you're going to be able to uh, produce children who are stronger, smarter, and, uh, and, and healthier. And I don't think that that's ultimately a problem, but a lot of people are concerned about that.
0: The concern then is, uh, as the Post article said, genetic haves and have-nots.
1: Ah, yes. The good old the gin-rich versus the naturals phenomenon, as it's sometimes called. One thing you have to keep in mind, whatever these technologies are, they're going to be deployed slowly over time. They're not going to be all of a sudden, a bunch of rich people become massively genetically modified to be smarter, prettier, healthier, and blah, 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 than the rest of us. It's going to be people doing this as a technology to try to improve the lives of their children slowly over time. So what you're going to get is the technologies of trial and error period where uh, you're going to find some people using them, some people not using them, some people finding out what doesn't work and what does work. And you will eventually, I suspect, over the course of the next century, have more and more people using those technologies. So you'll never have that gap between the genetic haves and the have-nots. You'll have a gradation of people slowly but surely using these techniques to improve their lives and the lives of their children.
0: And do you expect most of the uh, investment in specific traits will be to prevent disease or prevent uh, genetic defects?
1: The, The first thing, of course, will be to prevent genetic defects. Uh, what, what as, as you may already know, one of the things that's happening is without using genetic modification techniques is that uh, something called pre-implantation genetic diagnosis, whereby uh, in the course of using in vitro fertilization, parents produce a number of embryos, have them tested to see if they have a particular disease gene, and then not, do not implant the embryos that have that disease gene, and thus make sure that the children they do have are healthy. There was a very famous case a few years back where a woman who is a geneticist herself uh, found out, well, her family suffered from an early onset Alzheimer's disease gene. And how early? They came down with it in their late 30s and early 40s and died of it before they were 50. And she had two brothers and a father who had had the disease and one who had already died. Her father already died of it. And she was in her late 20s. married, was thinking about having kids, but she didn't want to have kids if that was going to be a problem. So she had herself tested, and unfortunately, she does have the gene. So she and her husband decided to do this IVF procedure that I've described, and they implanted only the embryos that didn't have the gene, and as I understand it, they now have three healthy children who will never suffer from this disease. So that's one of the ways this technology will be used first. It's going to be at least a couple of decades uh, before anyone actually tries, I would think, genetic modification of embryos at this point. More likely, what's going to happen For the rest of us is that we're going to have various therapeutic and enhancement interventions using drugs, and that will be the first step toward enhancement. It will not be genetic modification.
0: Ronald Bailey is science correspondent for Reason Magazine and a Cato Institute adjunct scholar. You can subscribe to Cato videos and full event podcasts on iTunes and at our website, cato.org.